This is a hypothetically great podcast. This is Tech News for MBAs. I'm Professor Paul Canetti. It is Friday, November 5th, 2021. It is November, and that means there are less than two months left in this year, 2021, also known as the second year of 2020. And a couple of interesting headlines this week that we will quickly touch on, and then we'll get into our main topic and main theme of the day, which is about e-commerce. I do have a quick ask while you just happen to have your phone handy, which is to leave a rating or review in the podcast store where you happen to be listening. It really should just take a couple of seconds to leave a quick star rating. And of course, a written review, even a sentence would go a long way. It helps increase the ranking of this show. So for instance, when you search for tech news, we want to be up near the top and those ratings and reviews really do the trick. So thank you for doing that. I'm also excited to announce that I have started a free newsletter available now at my new website, hypotheticallygreat.com. And uh, you can sign up there. I'll be writing at least a new post every week. Um, sometimes it'll you know, correspond with what we're talking about on the show here, but also stuff about entrepreneurship and uh, a wider variety of topics than covered here on Tech News for MBAs. And I also just wanted to add a quick anendum to our episode last week about Meta. I've been thinking more and more about this, and I think it's less of a rebrand of Facebook and more of a promotion of Oculus to become the parent company. So a better way that I've started to think about this is that the parent company is actually Oculus, the virtual or mixed reality metaverse company, whatever you want to call it, that originally was a subsidiary acquired in 2014. Now imagine Oculus is the parent company and all the rest, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, et cetera, are subsidiaries of it. And then they have renamed Oculus to Meta. And I actually think that is the right way to think about this new structure. And it's much more significant than just a name change. It really is a total upheaval of the company. And uh, I'm sure we'll have more to say on that in the coming weeks and months. But that was just a little afterthought from last week. Okay, so let's get into it. We'll uh, we'll do a couple of quick headlines and then talk about one of my favorite e-com brands, Allbirds. The mayor-elect of New York City, Eric Adams, has announced that he is going to get paid in Bitcoin. It was election day three days ago, and Eric Adams is going to be the next mayor of New York City. And he tweeted out today, quote, In New York, we always go big, so I'm going to take my first three paychecks in Bitcoin when I become mayor. NYC is going to be the center of the cryptocurrency industry and other fast-growing, innovative industries. Just wait. 
Now, how exactly he's going to collect his payroll in Bitcoin through the city government, I'm not sure. But I think this is more of a publicity stunt kind of statement. Uh, that being said, it is certainly interesting that the incoming mayor is sort of making this public declaration very soon after getting elected. Um, and I do think it makes sense, right? New York is the financial capital of the U.S., arguably of the world. And if this is where finance is going, makes sense that we would want it to be here. Airbnb had its quarterly earnings report where they reported that profits were up 280% in the third quarter. The effects of the pandemic have been a real roller coaster for Airbnb. Of course, travel was down, but then people were interested in staying in private homes instead of in hotels and maybe within driving distance instead of flying. And the stock's been sort of all over too, um, but just some really eye-bulging numbers coming out this quarter. Revenue was at $2.24 billion with a net income, aka profit, of $834 million, uh, again, which is almost 4x the profit from a year ago. Revenue was up about 67% year over year. And so as a company like this just continues to get more and more profitable, it means that they can grow into new areas and do new things. And the future of travel is certainly an area to keep our eyes on. Okay, and now for the big headline for this week, e-commerce brand Allbirds has its IPO and the stock almost doubled in the first day of trading. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge Allbirds fan. It's almost exclusively the shoe brand that I wear. In the winter, I have their wool waterproof shoes. In the summer, I have their tree-based uh, slip-on shoes, incredibly comfortable. I wear their running sneakers when I work out. I'm all in. This company is only five years old. It's really incredible how far they've come. When they premiered as a public company just yesterday, they were valued somewhere around $2 billion. The stock price shot up. And by my calculations, that puts them somewhere around a market cap of $3.5 billion. And I think a lot of people were looking at this IPO to see an example of a sort of leader in the space. There have been others, but not that many so far, where you have homegrown, direct-to-consumer e-commerce companies that are completely verticalized, meaning that they design and manufacture the products and sell them directly to their customers online, although Allbirds now does have in-person retail experiences as well, but it's the sort of store where you sort of try on and look at shoes there, and then you essentially just order it online and they ship it to you anyway. You don't walk out of the store with it typically. But the question is, can this be a viable business? As a public company, can it continue to grow? How much headroom is there for a company like this? And how big is the market ultimately? And if this is any indication, they're off to a great start. Allbirds is an interesting company besides the fact that they have these really unique products. They are a B corporation, meaning that they have built into the structure of the company 
a mission around fighting climate change, around sustainable materials, around ethical issues like not using animal products. They have managed to build a sneaker empire. And now, of course, they've expanded into other sorts of apparel as well, but really doing it on their own terms and being able to scale a business that is not only a great product, but really has a strong mission behind it. I teach a framework in my product management class at Columbia Business School called MGSOT, Mission, Goals, Strategy, Objectives, and Tactics. And to me, this company really exemplifies how you can take a mission, create a business strategy to support and fulfill that mission, and then really break that down into actionable, tangible goals and objectives that can be achieved, and to do all that without compromising on that top-level mission. Allbirds, of course, is a tech-enabled company, but at its core, it's an apparel company. Why are we talking about it on this tech podcast? It's hard to say today what is tech and what is not. If you order a pizza online, is that pizzeria a tech company? We don't need to get into that debate, but there is a very real and clear tech company behind Allbirds, and that's Shopify. Shopify, which now has been public for five or six years and is worth almost $200 billion, this is the tech platform that Allbirds and over a million businesses like it are built on top of. In a world where everyone had sort of assumed that the future of all e-commerce was Amazon, what Shopify has done is given birth to a brand that can operate fully online and outside of Amazon. The theme here is really about selling pickaxes in a gold rush. It used to be that in order to spin up a website where you could list products, manage your inventory, handle online payments, fulfill on the back end, have a customer database, handle returns, etc. That was a very expensive and specialized sort of thing to do. And even the biggest companies in the world weren't doing it particularly well. Of course, Amazon created what we know today as the gold standard for an e-commerce website. And what Shopify has done is essentially taken that blueprint and now given it to everyone in the world. You can go and start an e-commerce site today and you will be using the same tools that Allbirds is using. And in many ways, the user experience of a Shopify-powered website is now even better than Amazon's. Not only that, but from the business perspective, they own the relationship with the customer, they own their own payments, they own their own data, and they don't need to pay Amazon a cut. Shopify has started offering other sorts of services like fulfillment and warehousing and even banking services and small business loans, really creating almost a shadow offering of everything that Amazon can provide. But here, it's not Amazon.com, it's yourcompany.com. And it's not an email receipt from Amazon, it's an email receipt from your company. In every tech vertical, we see the push and pull between aggregators and owned and operated properties. An aggregator being something like Apple News in the world of media versus NewYorkTimes.com. An aggregator being something like Hulu 
instead of installing the FX app to watch American Horror Story. From the business perspective, owned and operated is almost always better. From the consumer perspective, aggregators make life easy and aggregators tend to provide customers. Discovery happens there. And just that influx of customers can be a big enough item on your pros list to counteract all the cons. But again, the narrative is violated here. Allbirds is only available at allbirds.com or in Allbirds stores. They're not in other retail stores. They're not on Amazon or any other aggregators. They don't discount. They don't offer Black Friday sales. Everything we knew about aggregators, everything we know about retail, it seems to not apply to brands like this. And I think part of it is that they are creating a direct relationship with the customer. Yes, which is great. You get to own the customer data or whatever, but it's more about the bond with the customer. It's about creating advocates out in the world. And when you create a bond with a customer and that person is going out to dinner with their friends and telling them how amazing your brand, how amazing your product is, nothing can replicate that. And that's very hard to achieve unless you have that direct line of communication, that direct relationship. And if your brand becomes embedded in the identity of your customer, I'm the sort of person that wears Allbirds. I believe in the same things that Allbirds believes in. When I see other people wearing Allbirds, I feel connected to them. That is an incredibly powerful thing to have in a business. It is a sort of growth engine that fuels itself. And again, not to take anything away from Allbirds and its amazing founders, but it is made possible by a platform like Shopify. And I think we're just seeing the first wave of these big direct-to-consumer e-commerce websites powered through platforms like Shopify rather than being built from scratch that are now starting to IPO, go public, become huge companies in their own right. How many multi-billion dollar companies are going to be spawned from that one multi-billion dollar company called Shopify? So in summary, we've got mission-driven business. We have this idea of building advocacy with your customers and owning that relationship with them and really making your brand part of their identity. And then we have the amazing power of a democratizing technology like Shopify that allows for a business like Allbirds to be built in the first place. That's a wrap for this week. Again, if you have a second, leave a rating and or review. I'm Professor Paul Canetti, and I will see you next week for more tech news for MBAs. Oh my gosh! <laughs> 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 <laughs>